Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world-famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? Even though I went and saw the new Little Mermaid, I'm doing all right. How oh, wow. Shots fired. <laughs> well, also with us, Fleshman producer Todd. Chilling. Good evening. What was, no, I what was sorry, we can add? I, I was going to say at least Lucas isn't trying to buy that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you touched on it just in case. Do you think anybody is unaware listening of the story that you're referencing uh, that there's a, a rumor and i don't know how much to read into it that lucasfilm is looking or there's a shot lucasfilm's gonna get sold back to lucas or i don't know how much truth there is to it but that's the rumor going around this yeah week. yeah i have Good. a feeling disney's like oh oh this franchise that's making us a bunch of money <laughs> right. just in merchandising oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i want to hear the number i i want to hear the number because uh, you know and I remember taking a workshop while working there, and they said, the answer is never no. The answer is always yes, and then you tell them how much. So if somebody asks, can we have a wedding at the castle? You don't say no. You say yes, and then you tell them, yeah, it'll be $45,000. Wait, but we wanted it on a Saturday. Okay, $75,000. <laughs> I don't think I'm kidding. Like, I'm pretty oh, no. sure that's that's like the, the closest amount or something. Maybe I'm off by about five or ten. It, but. It, it's funny because Dan says that anytime Disney comes up, the chat gets aggressive and like gets because they all want to show off their Disney hates. It's like a thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to throw it in to the comments, throw in all your Disney hate, totally fine. We have no more ties whatsoever. So Although, like, me and Ozzy still can't talk shit because they run our power, so. Uh, to a degree. When can, when When's can the, okay, I will ask you this, Ozzy. When was the last time you had a blackout at your house? Um, well, I don't think that's a good question to ask me. Uh, just because of the way the grid was worked and on this house, there was a room that was added, but it was added to an electric grid that wasn't designed to take as much long story short i under i was waiting for that i was waiting for you to guys hit with one too of late. that like to say too late but too late for you guys do you miss the opportunity strike on you guys I was but anyway trying to figure out where you're going i was in <laughs> anyway damn it whenever it was winter time and people would have their heaters on it was always like my room that always gets shut off you know <laughs> like so when you say how many times there have been a black? That's well, the breaker, though. That's not a yeah, blackout. I know, but it's like I it's felt like I've had a blackout 15 times. Listen, when you're playing a game and then everything just shuts off before saving, it feels like you had a blackout. All right. The neurons that fire off in your brain for the level of frustration and annoyance that you have are exactly the same. So and when you ask me how many blackouts have you had, I'd like to say between nine and ten. So what, yeah. what Ozzy's saying is... Thank you, Greg, for agreeing with me. What Ozzy's saying is thank you, Mouse, for keeping our power on. <laughs> well, and also, I'm I'm someone who used to live there, and I remember the parties we had. There were plenty of blackouts. <laughs> so there you go, actually. There you go, Todd. All right, well, enough of 
the chat. Well, it works because the mouse owns our movie tonight. Former, yeah, 20th no Century kidding. Fox film. Former 20th Century Fox film Johnny Day. Wait, is it still a 20th Century Fox Yeah, 20th Fox Century film. Fox. Formerly. Johnny Dangerously released on December 21st, 1984, rated PG-13 with a runtime of 90 minutes. Written by Norman Steinberg, Bernie Kukov, Harry Kukumbi, and Jeff Harris. Directed by Amy Heckerling. Todd, do you have a trailer available? Uh, yes, I do. Fantastic. Would you Would you like to see it? Yeah. would i be in a doctor's office if i was feeling all right would i ask you if we had a trailer if i didn't want to see it ladies and gentlemen even if you're feeling all right get those checkups you know you still (laughs) gotta make sure don't listen to ozzy but anyway i still think we should watch the trailer all right well i guess if, if greg says we can watch it we can watch it so yes i'm obviously stalling it's not very much Oh, okay. Well, I'll just go over who it's starring. No, 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 we got it. Okay, I'll, I'll. Okay, here we go. Ah, there we go. Hey, I know you. You're from Saturday Night Live. You're Joe Pitton. I'm Danny Berman. This chump was going to show you some previews for a new gangster movie called Johnny Dangerously. Check this out. Does this jerk look like a real gangster to you? He looks like Michael Keaton to me. I love Johnny T-shirts! I love Johnny! Believe it or not, everybody loves this guy. Broads love him. I'm not wearing a bra, Johnny. That makes two of us. Oh, gotta watch your head left, Ma. His mother loves him. I love him, but someday I'm gonna knock him on his We should spend some time together. The DA loves him. See? Two weeks in Puerto Rico. You got fire. Ver. The new torch singer loves them. You got those. I like those animals. Little babies love them. Oh, wait. <laughs> the warden loves them. Johnny, it's an honor to have you on Guff Road. Ah, don't be silly. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> Even the Pope loves them. Go yourself a new gym at the Vatican, eh? Well, this is one guy who ain't got no love for this phony. You shouldn't hang me on a hook. My father hung me on a hook once. Once. <laughs> well, Johnny's busted Mike Chops for the last time. Gee, he looked like a terrific guy to me. <laughs> Oops. Michael Key, Joe Piscopo, Danny DeVito, Dom DeLuise, Peter Boyle, Griffin Dunn, Richard Dimitri, Ray Walston. See Johnny Dangerously at a selected theater near you. I knew somebody who went to a selected theater once. Once. (laughs) (laughs) Title song by Weird Al Yankovic. Great Christmas film. And you got to appreciate, give credit have extra love for the trailers that oh, yes. gave you, I mean, like sure that had a clips from the actual movie, but at least it was a different way to present it. But that was the trailer for Johnny dangerously rated PG 13. It went over the entire cast. So I'm not going to repeat anything, but initial thoughts on this. I'll ju- jump in by saying a guy by the name of Steve told me about this movie because he is used he to stupid? quote it often. Or He's is- very stupid. He's very, very stupid. He's stupid, Steve. That's that's what he is. Um, but anyway, uh, he used to quote this movie a lot. <clears throat> well, and he, he didn't do everything stupid then. 
he quoted a good movie. It's fair. He had some redeeming qualities. Fair point. That's why he's not all the way stupid. He's a little stupid. He's some stupid Steve. There you go. He's got but, an asterisk like your 272. Where's that? There is no asterisks on there, stupid Todd. I was talking about it in life, not on the visual. What do you mean in life? Like in reality. <laughs> Shut up. God, so annoying. Back Man. to this movie. Todd, you uh, almost made it. I lost my train of thought. You looked at that. So I anyway, initial like he used to quote it all the time and highly recommended it to me. And I had seen it and I had understand what the hype was about. It was so cool to see a young Michael Keaton in a straight up parody. And I mean, my childhood was seeing him sure as Beetlejuice and then Batman, but you, you got to see the comedic side in Beetlejuice, but only for about, you know, he's in the movie for about 15 minutes. No, that's this, high. What's that? It's probably about half that. No, we timed it. When we reviewed it, I timed it. And it was between 13 to 15 minutes of the entire movie where Beetlejuice was on screen. And it happened. No, the last segment was seven minutes. That's what it was. So at the very end, I'm just sidetracked. The side, the last <laughs> ending of, of Beetlejuice, when you first see him pop up through the thing. Actually, I think that's actually closer to three and a half minutes. Bookmark will come. We'll check back <laughs> on that later. But anyway, back to this film. This was all him practically all the time. He was in 85% of these scenes. And it's so great that he was in the middle of all these things going on. And it almost felt like a kind of a changing of the guard in terms of the comedic actors who were in it. Like this was a young Danny DeVito who was in it, a young Michael Keaton who was in it. And it also had Peter Boyle and it also had uh, Dom DeLuise and another one, Don care, or I'm sorry, Ron Carey, who was swiftest from history of the world part one. So you had some of the old, some older actors mixing in with a lot of these new actors at the time. And so, Alan Hale Jr., they managed to get his name in the trailer. I'm like, like who's coming out for the skipper? I'm sorry. Skipper's you, cool at all, but I'm not. Oh, did you guys hear there's skippers in a new movie? Let's roll out. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't know, but just by watching it, because it's not like his role had any like real relevance. Right. That, but but you know, it, that that part was humorous, I guess. But how about initial thoughts, Greg? Um, this is another one of those ones that eluded me. Um, Steve did not mention this to me, so you know, points docked again. So now he's Steve. actually he's back to stupid. He's back <laughs> yeah. to stupid. Back to yeah. being stupid, Steve. Yeah, but uh, this was a treat, man. Um, like you said, seeing Michael Keaton um in in this role, and there was there was a moment that I didn't realize the timeline of when this movie came out versus when another one of his famous movies came out, Batman. So, like, there's a scene, and it's not, like, a favorite moment, and I don't think it'll be anyone else's because there's too many, but um, <laughs> there's a moment that they're talking about um, that that he's late for target practice, and there's an opera letting out. And Michael Keaton looks at the screen, and I was like, oh, is this a Batman reference? You know, but this was well before he did Batman. So, like, I... You know, it was it was a great moment. I don't know if it was still a Batman reference, you know, but um, yeah, because obviously the comics were around. But um, yeah, yeah, no this this was a fun adventure, man. Like I'm so glad that this one made our list. Yeah, absolutely, Todd. Well, oh my god, I'm gonna date myself with this. Do you guys oh, remember okay. 
the the Columbia House Records deal and gimmick, where you you got Columbia House, BMG was the other one. You got like ten CDs for a penny. Okay. Yeah, yeah, They had the VHS one. Right. Guess how many tapes you got in there? This deal. It was wasn't it like four for twenty five or something? Like no, that? when I did it, it was two. You got two tapes. <laughs> My two tapes were, and these are the first VHS tapes I owned. Period. I had copies of other stuff, but like factory, you know, and they were. Don't tell Dan. Return to Oz, one of my favorites, despite the actress who looks like a skeleton now, and Johnny Dangerously. So ah. I watched this a lot as a kid. Okay. I thought you so, were going to say, well, I'm not a fan of this. I, oh, know, no, no. When See, I know you, you know, <laughs> you guys got Batman as Michael Keaton. Or no, so you got Michael Keaton as Batman and Beetlejuice. To me, he's always Johnny Dangerously and Mr. Mom. I got so, you. So, I mean, because then, like, him being bad, bad, Batman was a big deal. I mean, it was, right. like, Ben Affleck before Ben Affleck. Well, Everyone it, was shitting the bed. You had, you had Michael <laughs> Keaton, you know, the uproar with that as Batman. And also in the same time, or time era where you had Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Yeah. Where... You know, I think I think star of moonlighting being starring an action movie. I think this one got hit way worse though. Sure, but I mean, yeah, it was yeah, it's just funny that that and with these two characters turned or these two actors turned in these two roles into iconic roles yeah. for their own resumes is but pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I watch this a lot, and it's still like it still holds up. It's still you know very entertaining. This this is one that which doesn't have one but needs a Blu-ray special edition. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to see if there's any deleted scenes or outtakes left on this. Oh, there has to be. Right. Like, there, there's no way that they were going with this script that they could have not just ad-libbed some other... The Yes, the question, if they exist, that's the one. Because <laughs> this thing is 90 minutes, like, on the nose. So I'm sure that was conscious. Like, mm-hmm. let's get it to 90. Perfect, send it out. Yeah, uh, it is very clean, very, very crisp. So it's almost like you get the sense that they had like a 90 minute time limit. Like you cannot have more than 90 minutes. Well, the, yeah, and any- even even the delivery of the lines and the space in between, it was just, everything was very quick. Yeah. Um, didn't really give you a lot of time to like to breathe it in like an airplane or a police academy or a, or a naked gun. But uh what's what i also really love about this is that you could take the story by itself and take out the comedic elements of everybody just going over the top and you have a legitimate monster movie yeah Mm -hmm. like at its core which makes it even better and griffin dunn who plays uh, tommy kelly he really really reminded me i don't know if he maybe looked to him for inspiration about how to tackle this character, but he just reminded me of Gene Wilder and I could see Gene Wilder. Like if this movie was made in the sixties, I could see Gene Wilder playing Tommy Kelly. Yeah, I, I, I can feel that. Like, especially like that young Frankenstein era, mm-hmm. like Gene Wilder. I could see that. Exactly, nail, yeah. yeah. I just kept getting that, that feeling in that sense. I don't know if that was maybe by design that like, hopefully this, this guy was going to be one of these actors that were going to be elevated, but um, unfortunately, I hope I, there's another Griffin Dune movie I'd like to see on Farce eventually, but I'm not going to tell you because Ozzy will protest it already. 
Do you know his other famous comedy? I don't. But I could just I, I you could. It stars a pop star, probably the most famous pop star. Or at least at one time. So is it's Dune not done? Done or Dune? Oh, it, it's uh, d- done because it's Dominic Dunn. Her, his late sister was the one in Poltergeist. Who? Oh died. my god! Not the little girl. Of the... course, you want to review. This. Oh, who's that girl? Is a comedy classic. Comedy classic. Oh, who's that girl? Oh, yeah, I thought it was think? After Hours. Oh, Just... that's a comedy classic. Those are both amazing. <laughs> You'd love After Hours. See, I don't think After Hours is like a one that Ozzy would fight. I think that's a good movie. Okay, just because that's one that was the top one in terms of um, what what the actor is known for. But anyhow, (laughs) back to this film specifically. Uh, Going into the favorite moments, there. I mean, good. It. I ran out of room on the paper that I was writing. Just like it, over and over. Like you just wanted to write everything down almost, just because everything was so like the way jokes were set up. Probably the one that got me the hardest was a blind man being hit once and then he was cured, but then something else happened to him and then something else happened to him. And then at the very end, (laughs) I can't say the line. I mean, it's because I mean, I understand it's been like almost 40 years, but whatever. Okay, fine. I can see. I can hear. But who am I? <laughs> oh man, I I like lot like I hurt. I was in pain from that, just because it was built throughout the entire yes. movie yeah. and just the you payoff, get that right? payoff. You weren't, you weren't expecting that because he's you know just an ancillary character. So it, I love love stuff like that. It just it shows that there is attention to detail, and uh, maybe we can talk about some others after I let you guys go. You know, mm. on that. It was. It made me kind of sad to see that joke. Like I was, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But and I understand people write jokes all the time. They don't necessarily know of the others. But there's a bit in Robin Hood Men in Tights that kind of does the same similar situation, you know. Um, except for he runs into a pole, or he like falls off of a you know uh, a high area and then runs into a pole. Um, and I was just like, oh, Mel. Did you take this bit? <laughs> you know. <And> so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, on favorite moments, like you said, there's just so many. Um, I know it's hard. I'm looking at the ones I have down that are narrowed down, and I still don't know. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go back to um, one of the things I love. Uh, I've mentioned it before. I will continue mentioning it. Movies that have a joke that set the tone of the film, I think, are fantastic. And there's a moment where he goes to tell a story to this kid and it starts getting all blurry and music starts <laughs> happening. He goes, oh, don't worry about that. that. always happens when I talk about the past. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that moment, I was like, okay, I know what we're in for. Let's go. Todd? Man, this was, this was hard. I'm trying to figure out which one made me laugh the most that I can say. I, I got to go, because everything uh, Joe Piscoa says, you know, is gold pretty much in this but when they're talking about like you know he's ashamed to be a gangster i was embarrassed i said it was a male nurse 
<laughs> that line just just got me. And I, it, I don't know if it was just this time it really hit me, but I, I couldn't stop laughing. There's another bit of runs that happens later that's more of like just unfolds. Right. But yeah, that that line like jumps out at like one that I don't know, maybe it's because it, it like really like made me laugh this time versus the others. Because there is a lot of stuff like the more you watch it, the more you pick up on. Mm-hmm. It's so. it's tough. I mean, ongoing gags happen throughout the entire time through one guy's butchering of English language curse words. <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. I remember yeah. using most of those to use profanity back in <laughs> uh-huh, right. 80, 84. There you go. Target ice holes. But that was a, that was a classic. There's one specific like five second bit where Keaton goes at this 100%. And that is when they're taking pictures of him and he's blinded and he mm-hmm. runs into a door but what was so if i watched it twice because it was so good is that he really like runs into that door because you can see the, the bottom half of his body actually go forward whereas if you've seen that gag happen on a show you'll just see their face run into it but their body will stop right, right. Mm-hmm. he actually walks tries to walk through the door which makes <laughs> it even better um but uh, Carl Gottlieb, he played the character of the doctor who initially said, oh, they need to do a pancreas. We have a special this week for $39.95 <laughs> or $49.95. But that doctor was played by Carl Gottlieb, who was a co-writer on The Jerk and was also a co-writer of actually co-wrote the screenplay for The Jerk and was a writer for Dr. Detroit. So a Steve Martin movie, a Dan Aykroyd movie. So you can say he's had a wild and crazy career. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. That was awesome. I know it was because as soon as I thought of it, the reaction that I knew I was going to get out of you guys is exactly what happened. So it's awesome. That's a win. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. See, you know, you just smiling and absolutely make, makes me just want to play clips. I'm just telling you that now I'm fighting it. <laughs> okay. So do you guys have, have any other of these favorite moments that you like to – I'll give you a second round <clears throat> for my terrible, terrible joke. Yes. <laughs> Please. Yes, uh, yeah, we, we are in that. <laughs> so I just – I, I got to say, too, because one's not really – like I have to just be grateful. Music can be so much and the the soundtrack behind the fight scene in the uh you know the gambling area you know like the casino area that was fantastic with the slide whistles and everything it added so much to it like and i thought that that is so maybe underappreciated so i definitely want to say props to that but a moment that oh gosh there's so many to pick um I'm going to go with when uh, his little brother, when his brakes fail and the car's <laughs> tumbling down, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> like how deadpan he kind of is with it. <laughs> it's just, it cracked me up way too much for what the situation was. So, yeah. Um, following up on the music, we got to shout out Weird Al that does our opening song, too, the, the theme Ooh. to the movie, which is, you know. Always a plus. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't mention Amy Heckerling. Well, you mentioned she directed it, but I mean, she's got fast times under her belt already at this point. This is pre-Clueless. I mean, 
she was doing the comedy thing. But if I'm gonna go another another one that I this the run of laughs the the whole da sequence with uh, <clears throat> with with uh, Danny DeVito like oh. okay you guys are younger does the slits malt liquor bowl joke still work. Yes. Okay, because I was like dying. I was like, I'm probably the only person who's still gonna laugh at this this joke. I didn't get it at the time, but then when the headline came up, I went back and watched the scene again, and I appreciated it more. <laughs> so that's one of those things that's super dated. That's yeah. It's almost it's it's the airplane joke of that's funny. Jim never drinks a second cup of coffee at home. Yes. Yeah. It so is it's, that it's is the exact- same yeah. kind of gag, so that's that's great. Uh, so I mean, it's it's impossible to rate this anything. I mean, if if you are appreciative of parody comedies and farcical comedies, this is going to be right up there as one of the best with the five for me, Greg. I'm not going to say it's impossible to rate it a five, but I'm still going to rate it a five. It's definitely a five. <laughs> You're about to fight right now. <laughs> I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even gonna go there. It's a fine, like hundred percent. Not even. You can't there. even joke about that. No, nah, I can't. It's, it's too it's, good. Yeah. So unfortunately, at this moment, it is not available to stream. However, it is available to rent or purchase. I would highly recommend. Again, if you're a fan of Michael Keaton, if you're a fan of parody con- like especially like Mel Brooks comedy. Also, we we didn't mention the anything Peter Boyle did. But mm. also Rest great in, in this movie. Good night, you bald-headed bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I highly recommend purchasing it if this is your cup of tea in terms of, you know, stupid parody comedies. But just absolutely fantastic. So this is a review of Johnny Dangerously. If you haven't, make it a priority to check it out. You will not be disappointed. So... Greg Todd, anything you guys have before we? Yeah, I, this is one of those. I just have to say, like, I don't watch re movies. There is a even with all the great movies we've reviewed on this podcast, like there are few that have been added to a rotation. This one is being added to a. I need to watch this more often. I just assumed you guys had already like all been about this movie. I didn't even think about it when it came up. <laughs> so that's all. That's awesome. I know. I know. Ozzy, you'd seen it previously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, it's always good when something is discovered, like when Ozzy's going to finally turn and love Lost Skeleton too. I can't wait this October. Yes. You know, we are a few you, short months away. You might as well just to prep for this. You're going to need to take that clip out from when we made that bet that what led to us reviewing Lost Skeleton yeah. 2. So just prepare for that. So that way, in that episode, if you're wondering why we're reviewing this piece of garbage, this is why. And then you show the clip. Don't, Ozzy is don't contractually don't obligated to give it five stars. That is blatantly, demonstrably false. And I'm sorry, Greg, what was that? I, I was just saying, don't judge it before you've seen it. That's such a Dan move. That is a Dan. Don't can't. be a Dan. Don't judge what you have not seen. Don't point at me like that. You got it. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. I'm not even going to close 
by looking at the screen. And I apologize because I don't want these characters giving these faces to me and doing these finger guns to me. And of course, we got to bring the ribs back. Anyway, you said you were looking up. You lied. I did. I did. I'm a liar. I'm a liar because I said I was going to close and then I stopped closing. But now I'm going to close. Ladies and gentlemen, that is world famous <laughs> juggler Greg Larson and Flesh Wound producer Todd. And I'm Ozzy B. And we'll see you next week right here on Flesh Wound Farce. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.